the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Wow, it's the holiday season, is it not? I left my home yesterday. I went to my getaway home. And uh, it feels good. It feels like I should have a moment of reflection. We'll talk about that. Second holiest day on the year for math nerds today, 1123. Uh, after Pi Day, today is Fibonacci Day. If you forgot about the Fibonacci series from middle school, it goes 011-235-813-21. And so formed by taking the sum of previous two numbers to create the next number in the sequence, Fibonacci rules state. Some rules that can't be found in the natural world. Today is 1123. Um, math is cool, in my opinion. Yesterday was a strange day on Wall Street. Speaking about cool or uncool, market was doing great, and then it wasn't. I was like, woohoo! My tech stocks are hitting all-time high. Oh, they slept. NASDAQ slipped 1.26%. The reason I bring up that, woohoo, my tech stocks, I need to be darn ready for a very big correction because of the outperformance. Wall Street's smarter than me, and it doesn't just say one type of asset wins or one subset of equities wins. When you least expect it, there will be a shift. Now, will the amateur investors be able to pick up on it, or will they go, I looked at the last 10 years and always gets higher? Well, they may be up for a three-year underperformance. You just have to know that could happen. Yesterday was an interesting day because President Joe Biden said he'd stick with Jerome Powell as Fed chair for the next four years. Stocks closed mostly lower with interest rate hikes on the horizon. Lyle Bernard was expected to be less about raising interest rates, but also Biden and his team probably thought the Senate wanted to approve Lale. Therefore, they appointed her number two and him number one. Maybe the message is there that your replacement's right on your doorstep, Jerome. But with that being said... We got the worst of the two for the short-term instant gratification crowd on interest rates. The White House today is going to announce a plan to release supply from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in coordination with several other countries. Gasoline prices have skyrocketed, and it's really interesting. Up uh, in the mountains, I have a neighbor. One of them is uh, – they were twins. One is a hardcore Republican. One is a – I would say almost true believer Democrat. I think that's a good way of describing them. And uh, we're letting the dogs wrestle last night. 
And uh, the Republican said, and I quote you, see what Biden's doing to inflation? See what Biden's doing to inflation? I'm like, you can't blame inflation of a lot that goes into it in one year on this man. You could say the system hit COVID and that's part to blame. Biden can certainly do some things to help with executive orders on ports. That can help. The Saudis can help out by oversupplying oil. That could help. But the factories being shut down in China in the last six months due to COVID surges and resurgences, you can't blame that on them. So he's doing his part to get North America vaccinated. Maybe just the United States is a better way of saying that. On some levels, he's throwing billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars into letting other countries get shots. I don't know enough enough about that to speak about it, but you can't blame inflation on one person. You just can't. It can't come down to the president. But that's the country we live in. My country divided the sweet land of divisory. Bitcoin down 5.4%. Yesterday, sitting at 56,354. MasterCard down 5%. A lot of people think fintech are coming after MasterCard and Visa to make the data transfer of money, not include those interchange fees where the retailer has to pay 1% to 2% or you have to pay cash. That would be a pretty big disruptor. I own shares of Visa. At this time, I plan to buy more shares of Visa. Consult a broker advisor for take action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Of note, I also own some fintech disruptors. So I'm playing both sides. The White House will announce that plan today on oil. I want to hit that one more time because we've seen presidents do this before. It's not the best way. The strategic reserves of the United States are like 120 days of oil. Hardly seems enough if we ever go to war with Russia or Saudi Arabia. Um, More clean energy will fix the high gasoline prices. No. Other big stories of note. Let's see. I guess we could say Biden told Jerome Powell, finish the job. Given him another four years over Lael Brainerd. Target breaks for Turkey. Um, I kind of like this story because I think I've grown up watching the big box retailers really disrupt retail. And then turning Thanksgiving into you could shop right after you eat. And then you could shop all day after you eat. And you could shop all day and the next day after you eat. And it just seems kind of cruel. When I was in my 20s and I had to work on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, it, it kind of sucked. I wanted to be with a girlfriend. I wanted to be like being an adult. I wanted everyone else I looked at was chilling. Didn't want to go into Macy's or Kohl's or Walmart. They haven't decided if they're going to go full spirit of the holiday season, but it's a little bit of goodwill from Target. Now, do they lose a little bit of retail? Yes. Oh, cannabis. If you live in Canada, there was a big story yesterday. You can see where this is going. Let's just say Uber Eats meets weed delivery. So you can get your big Canadian meatloaf 
delivered to your home and some special gummies for your side of chicken parm. It's pickup only for now with orders ready to be retrieved within the hour they're placed at an Uber Eats app. So the driver's not driving around with weed and gummies in the car. He has to go get them. Oh, God. My producers make me look like a stoner. <laughs> Let's have some brownies. Um, Uber's first entry in the marijuana business. This seems obvious, right? Um, Uber acquired the alcohol delivery app Drizzly for $1.1 billion. Um, I rest assured, you know, Uber wants to eventually send you a vape with the breakfast burrito. I get it. Um, when the road's clear and governments allow it, uh, CEO of Uber will probably move in that direction right now. There's only 18 states that allow for recreational cannabis use. So they can't completely, they're a little bit roadblocked in the United States. But you could see the problems big tech are solving. Weed delivery, not exactly going to motivate a lot of serious business people. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Hopefully you're having a good holiday season. Speaking of holiday seasons... I remember being a kid in Toys R Us. It kind of like rocked your world. And then Amazon came and put them basically out of business. But the the name brand is so valuable there because it means something to people. They associate it with their childhood and Christmas and good times and good tidings. Um, my mother and father got a honey-baked ham every year for the holiday season. Christmas, I think. And that means like when I hear honey baked ham, I think Christmas. There's something to be said for that. There's a lot of value in that. Um, so don't underestimate the value of a brand. To me, Apple probably doesn't make the best phones, but people perceive them as luxury phones. Uh, Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy probably doesn't make the best champagne, but people perceive it that way. And you make billions on perception versus reality. Let's hit some of the top stories to focus on. The interesting thing about Biden picking Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell to stick around is it now puts Biden under the crosshairs. Is, is Jerome Powell the right guy to help fight inflation? Or is his words transitory inflation going to like come back to blow up on Powell and Biden? Um, more and more people in the financial media industry are talking about this. This isn't transitory. You don't give someone wages and take them away because people get better. Um, are we doomed to be at $5 gasoline across the country in a couple years? I don't know. Um, I cut back on driving. So I told you I went for a long drive yesterday, about 180 miles. 
And due to that, I took the more energy efficient vehicle because it bothers me to spend an extra $20 per fill up due to higher gas prices this year versus last year. I came from lower middle class. I'm now not 1%, but I'm definitely upper class. But it, $20 fill up still bothers me. 20 extra dollars. Inflation's risen 6.2% year over year. And if that number doesn't start coming down, Democrats are going to get wiped out in the midterms next year. Again, that's very hack political commentary. I know that. You know that. But I believe that people vote with their wallet. And if you look at the approval ratings on Biden right now, some of the things people are upset with are inflation, cost of living. Dollar Tree, HP, and Best Buy all report earnings. Best Buy had a great quarter, but they said higher shipping costs were a problem. Stocks down 10%. Dollar Tree is the type of company that does well during recessions. Um, and you might remember last year, due to inflation, they started raising their prices well above a dollar on many items. So HP, no interest in it. Talking about a tech stock that to me feels like internet superhighway roadkill, that's one of them. MoonPay soared to a $3.4 billion valuation after a new funding round by Tiger Global yesterday. It's the self-described PayPal for crypto, raising $555 million in its latest round and plans to use the investment to beef up its headcount. Of note, I think this is the year that we've started to see a lot of people really truly believe that Bitcoin is here to last, but probably more so on its architecture than as on a day-to-day -day currency. Probably more as digital gold than let's go pick up a loaf of bread and – a gallon of milk. A company called Fundstrat expects the S&P 500 to surpass 4,800 by year end despite rising COVID cases, supply chain disruptions, and tanking consumer confidence. Yesterday, we saw the travel and leisure, the airline stocks, which I believe are to be the most tradable. I remember in high school and college when you would look at a member of the opposite sex, you'd be like, oh, she looks marriage material. In the world of marriage material, airlines don't feel it to me. It's not the long-term commitment. They're the fling that you have that you own for a couple of months and you get out of. With rising COVID-19 cases, the airlines and the hotels and leisures are getting hit hard. So we're expecting after Thanksgiving and Christmas – oh, for the record, uh, some parts of Germany, uh, some parts of Europe are shutting down pretty hard again. Fourth wave of COVID hitting. What's interesting to note about that is Biden came out almost as Europe was coming out saying we're going to shut down some things. Biden came out and said we're not. Uh, keep things moving. Keep things open in the business world. That can come back to haunt him. Because this one's on his watch, so to speak. Um, the Where is it? There was a great quote. Let me see if I can pull it up yesterday. I know I can. It's going to take me just a second. Um, in Germany, the German health minister, Jean Spahn, offered his take as the country endures a fourth wave of COVID-19 that officials there are calling for the worst so far. That's pretty interesting, the worst so far. 
Now I'm taking it as I've been vaccinated. My kids have been vaccinated. I've got a booster. I feel pretty good about this. And he's saying, um, this is going to be a worse wave of ball. And to get COVID after you get a vaccine, the breakthrough cases are more common now. And what's beautiful about what he's saying, here's his quote. Tell me if you like this one or not. Just about everyone in Germany will probably be either vaccinated, recovered, or dead by the end of the year. That's a little dramatic. You know, I feel a lot of drama. Save it. Try to be moderate. So Fundstrat expects the S&P 500 to surpass 4,800 by year end. That's awesome. Um, and basically he's saying, you know, COVID cases are the problem. Supply chain disruptions are the problem. And tanking consumer confidence are the problem. And Wall Street will climb those walls of worry. Stocks could hit new heights this winter as the Santa Claus rally takes shape. We're seeing buybacks and bullish retail traders continue to help equity surge. An AMC CEO did what exactly what I would have done. Adam Aaron has crashed out $70 million worth of shares this year. Um, he sold $25 million. Other execs sold another $35, $45 million. When there was a 2,000% rally due to the meme stockiness of COVID can't kill movie theaters. I, I think big TVs can kill movie theaters. And we'll talk a little bit about that because Netflix just related, released a movie that has people saying this is going to change the way movies are advertised, promoted. And this may change like kind of a bridge into the future of uh, big budgets movies. Red Notice. We'll talk about it when we come back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I work at with EP Wealth via need a referral, let me know. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of the things, I, again, we talk a lot about money and investing in the stock markets and retirement. I work with a financial planner. December 3rd, I'm going to have a financial planning meeting to talk about my taxes for 2021 and 2022. Um, I'm bringing my tax account in on the conversation, so I got some work to do there. It's constant. I don't want to make a tax mistake that will cost me percentages. I, do, I don't. I want to uh, plan efficiently. Last week, we were speaking with CFP Dan Fetterman from EP Wealth, a good friend of mine that I hired 25 years ago. And uh, he said, don't forget about health savings accounts. I'm like, you know, Dan, I've never really thought about health savings accounts. It's just one of those financial products I put in the back of my head. I know they're right for some people, but I don't want to do it. I don't want another account. I'm going to open up a health savings account this week, uh, next week. But um, it's worthy of note. Um, sometimes the show gets a little weird. Like at least 45 people, including 12 kids, die in a Bulgaria bus crash. Um, the day before, there's a... Christmas parade in Wisconsin where it appears someone was fleeing a domestic violence situation and might have taken his SUV into a crowd of people and killed many. 
the headlines were pretty horrific because you think of yourself as Christmas parade. There's kids, there's music, there's hot cocoa. In this case, there was one of the people who died was a member of the dancing grannies. And in my head of heads, I was like, that sounds like a really, really awful thing. But then again, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm a grandpa. Maybe I'll be part of the dancing grandpas. Everything I look at, I see financial stories in. It's just the way I'm wired. Um, there was a nice story out of Chipotle. Not a nice story. There was a kind of dark story out of Chipotle telling you what's one of the things we learned in 2021 is labor has more power right now. Chipotle manor, general manager and four of his employees quit after a surge of to-go orders drove them to their breaking point. The way our economy is coming out of COVID is different than the way it was before we went into it. And again, Germany is saying this wave of COVID is going to be the worst one of them all. And typically, we're about two months behind Europe with every major strain in the last two years. So a general manager and four of his employees quit because too many people are going, you know, I don't really want to go in the restaurant. I want to pick it up and take it home. I don't really want to do the DoorDash cost and fees. And I get it. Doors are being severely understaffed. People are struggling just to keep their heads above water. If you talk to people in the restaurant industry, they're being asked to work as many hours as they possibly can and then a little bit more. Um, I was very cognizant the other day. I had a very bad customer service situation that I didn't want to yell at the person because they're entitled to their opinion. 20 years ago, I would have yelled at them. Like, don't you know money talks? This is my money and I pay for this. And I just like, you know, this poor company is dealing with people who don't really, really want to be there. So I just shut up. I let it unfold. Chipotle is like the broader restaurant industry, though, and it's seen instances recently of workers walking out and quitting as a symptom of what's referred to as a labor shortage. The labor shortage means we're paying uh, labor more money. Paying labor more money means we're having problems hitting our profits that Wall Street expects and demands when we're up 25% for the year. There's a company called Netflix that you probably have heard of, right? Netflix is growing up in a fun way in front of us. There was a point in time where Rob was too busy in his 20s to watch The Sopranos. So Rob in his 30s decided to Netflix and chill by himself and watch six or seven episodes per weekend and see what all the fuss was about. And I'd get the red DVDs. I'd send them back on Monday and keep my fingers crossed that they'd get them on Tuesday and keep my fingers crossed they'd send out three more DVDs on Wednesday, keep my fingers crossed that my plans were open so I could watch another nine over the weekend. And now they're making big Hollywood budget movies to the point of changing the industry. Again, coming out of COVID change should be the topic of this segment. Red Notice is in the top 10. It's got good numbers. It's got a little bit of Indiana Jones meets Ocean's Eleven meets archaeology heist flick kind of thing going on. We like heist flicks because bank robbers are not terrorists. They're bad guys, but they don't seem to murder people. 
we like Ocean's Eleven because it, it's implying to us it's this be a lot of good Hollywood, good looking Hollywood actors, which is one of the problems with Money Heist is that it doesn't have the Hollywood actors. But I'm not talking Money Heist. I'm now talking Red Notice, which is Hollywood actors. So I'm going to look very carefully this year to see the bank heist that was out of Spain. And the monster movies and the horrible rich versus poor games of squid games. We're going to see what the heck is going on at at Netflix. Are they going to become more of an international uh, cheaper cast? Let's produce more content. Or are they going to spend $300 million on The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot? Who I don't – can any of them act out of a box? Can any of them? Red Notice seems barely to exist on the cultural radar, and yet 148 million people viewed it, um, which is, again, that's a massive hit. It feels like the kind of movie that would come out during the summer, but we're not during the summer. So we want to watch some entertainment. We want a big movie, and it's getting horrible reviews, and yet a lot of people are watching it. It's got a little bit of that algorithm in it. Let's put in a sexy woman. Let's put in a strong man. Let's put in a snarky comedian. The writing is so bad. There's no chemistry in the show movie. Um, it is getting just thrashed by critics. I won't say too much more negative about it, but it's interesting that Dwayne Johnson, um, this this movie. Red Notice was pitched to all the big Hollywood studios, including Netflix. And Netflix won three years ago before the pandemic. But the pandemic probably changed how Netflix wanted to roll it out. Kind of string people along. Um, The movie was slightly released in movie theaters for just a few days as a filler in between other tentpole movies that actually hit the movie theaters. Uh, but if you look at the, the, like, did Dwayne Johnson really fall this far from Skyscraper and Central Intelligence and big ticket movie items to kind of a, I'm not going to call it an art house, it's not that. But this is, no one's really talking about it. A lot of the marketing for Red Notice went in on TikTok for the first time ever. Um, And I'm not on TikTok, so I'm not seeing any of the advertising or the promotion of it. But we'll see how this plays out in in the long term because Netflix is, they're figuring it all out. And for years I was getting tired of, oh yeah, I don't really need to see Brad Pitt in another movie. Oh, I don't really need to see Leo DiCaprio. Oh, this time he's going to cut open a horse and sleep in it. Seen that before. Oh, this time like, I kind of like the quirky, but I don't know if I like the American TV quirky with that is stranger things, orange is the new black. I, I, I don't even like the idea of sitting down with red notice. I almost want to wait for it in movie theaters or the next Indiana Jones one that's going to be bigger, kind of crazier. It just feels like this is a step backwards for Hollywood, but a step forward 
for Spanish production, movie and television, and for Korean production, movie and television. The TikTok mark, the TikTok, not the TikTok. What would you do for a TikTok bar? No, that's a Kit Kat bar. Um, but the TikTok marketing is cringy. I was watching some of it last night to get ready for this, this segment. But when you look at the TikTok marketing and you see 180 million views overall, if I'm Hollywood in a film studio, I'm scared by what's happening in Spain and what's happening in movie st- uh, studios around the world. Of note, Netflix just bought a visual effects company. And I think it's a brilliant vertical. They're basically saying we're going to make more movies and we need special effects and we want to do them in-house because that's a lot of money that we're sending to other people. Um, but uh, even if I'm a marketer, if I work at Disney and my job is marketing you know, uh, Pixar films, it's not going traditional TV anymore. It's going to TikTok. That's where the, the, the eyeballs are that might actually come to watch your movie. Worthy of note. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I have barely taken time off since COVID started. In large part, when it started, I felt a duty to you to keep you involved in investing. Because I was seeing what Jerome Powell and what how corporate America responds. I'm not one of those people who's ever going to be all in or all out. I'm not going to be someone who panics. So you, that may not be the best person to be looking for from advice because that may not m- match up your psychology with the future. Um, I know that I fail at a lot of things. Thanksgiving is right here. I'm going to take the day after Thanksgiving off and Thanksgiving off only because I can't work. I was driving with my son yesterday, and he goes, uh, woo dad, vacation for you and me. Um, we've got two boys, and uh, me and the sugar booger oftentimes split directions uh, for convenience for the kids, and one goes to soccer, you know, 30 miles away. So son said to me, he goes, um, so you got a couple days off. I'm like, no, I don't. You got school off this week, but I don't have school off. Like, I don't have work off. And uh, it just – it kind of dawned on him for one of the first times. And then we started to talk for the next 30 minutes about careers and businesses and you know what you do and don't do. He's starting to process. We started talking about Bitcoin. He goes, do you own any Bitcoin? And we had a conversation about the technology and then we uh, – there was some sort of news story that I heard during the day and he overheard it about um, shares of Apple. And he goes, what does shares of Apple mean? And I'm like, you could become an owner in the company. And he goes, so when you say you own Apple, it's not that you actually own the phone. It's that you own shares of the company. And he was having a real difficult time processing this. Like ownership doesn't make a lot of sense to him. <laughs> to me, it does. But I didn't really figure that out till I was 18. When you buy a share of Apple, you become an owner to the point that I think you can go in the stores and fire people. Nope, nope, nope. You can't do that. But that's the right idea to have. You're kind of a silent investor. Now, if you are rich like Warren Buffett, you can get a meeting with a CEO. 
if you have enough shares, but you're probably not that rich. Something tells me Warren Buffett's not listening to the show today. Maybe Warren Buffet, but not Warren Buffett, not the man, the myth, the legend. Um, so I believe in owning pieces of companies largely that you respect. Start there and then look at the financials, look at the chart, look at the PE ratios, look at the price to sales ratios, look at the debt to equity ratios. There should be five to 10 things that you clearly look at and feel good about. Look at the profit margins. Visa and MasterCard have two of the highest profit margins in corporate international business because they're not selling anything. They're just doing the swipe processing, and that is not very labor-intensive. It is very computer-intensive. So when the 1990s came along and Windows 95 became Windows 98, which became Windows 2000, Windows 7, 10, 11, I don't know. That's helped tech company. Uh, those tech company improvements have helped companies like Visa and financial institutions. If I were to bet on the next three years because of higher inflation and higher interest rates coming, if I were to bet and you were to put a gun to my head and say big tech stocks, Rob, or big financial stocks, I'm going to go big financial stocks. But that's only because I see interest rates moving higher and lack of free stimulus out there. So I really believe in ownership, whether it be stocks or homes, I get it a little bit better. When it's explained to me that way, you're buying into capitalism and that the system will figure out how to work for corporate America. That's why I say go with a company that you may recognize or know from your childhood. Because they've been through recessions, they've been through depressions, they've been through wars, they've been through presidents assassinated. Um, so I'm a thematic investor, for sure. There's areas that have big blind sides, just massive. I know nothing about biotech companies. I have to trust what other people's right. Rising rents and are hitting the smaller cities the hardest. This is something that uh, over the holidays, I'm going to get to meet two of my cousins or two of my kids' cousins. I don't know family trees. Like, you know, I tell you, I have blind spots. I, I'm not good with naming the stuff. My family didn't, my father didn't have parents. He was adopted. And my mom's dad died when she was two. And my grandmother died when I was 10. So I never really got the whole extended family stuff. Uh, my brother, no, not my brother, my dad's brother married Shirley Temple and she was kind of off limits for us. Um, I know you're saying, that's weird. Yeah. And at one point in time, I lived about 10 miles from her. But she had no interest in hanging out with the kids of her husband's adopted brother. My dad got a short stick. Talk about short sticks. Not adopted. His brother was. That sucks. So you can see why I'm kind of a bit of a weirdo, right? But rent-fueled inflation is here to stay. Smaller cities are getting hit the hardest. Part of what I'm going through here is I'm going to get to see some young people under 25 and how they approach work. 
Um, one is going to be a media influencer out of LA. She's a big, tall woman. And, uh, I want to talk to her about pay. I want to talk to her about, you know, what are you going to do in 10 years? I want to talk to about the two kids who are 2021 who don't want to work. And then I'm going to look at my kids and try to apply what I'm seeing to them. Future's right in front of us. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.